Welcome to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? with your host, Jeff Stein. This program really does uncover the sometime myth that all are innocent until proven guilty. The truth is that many innocent people are found guilty of a crime that they did not commit. We discuss the judicial system, its flaws, and where it could be made better. Now, here is Jeff Stein. Good morning and welcome to the live episode of Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? Thank you for listening. We've had great success with our episodes, so much that our listener base continues to grow and we appreciate all of your support. I'm Jeff Stein, your host of Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? I'd love to connect with all of you, so please check out our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? You can also reach me via email at jstein at elpspda.com or call toll-free to 1-800-C-THAT for any information. I'm so excited for today's show because we are definitely changing things up and keeping things fresh. Today, Nicole Gray and I are going to cover the COVID-19 crisis in the PI industry. This will be particularly helpful to those in the PI and security fields, but there are items of interest for everyone. So I know our our listener base is pretty varied, so hang tight, uh, listen in there. I'm sure you're going to pick up some tips here and there. Nicole and I will be working off of a PowerPoint presentation that we have put together. If you would like a copy of this slide deck, you can email a gray, that's A is in Apple, G is in George, R is in Roger, A is in Apple, Y is in Yankee, at infinityinvestigative.com. I have this information posted on the Is There Really Truth and Justice for all Facebook page as well, so you can always refer back to Facebook and get his email address, and we will forward you this slide deck. Nicole, if you want to kick off with a little background about yourself, and thank you for being here, I look forward to this, this episode. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Good morning, everyone. My background is a little unique. I have a degree in accounting. I teach forensic accounting at a college up in Vermont, Champlain College. Shout out to all my students, if actually anyone's listening up there. But um, I own my own investigative firm since 2005. We do financial due diligence, um, obviously any type of investigations, corporate security type of work, and a lot of integrity and compliance Mm -hmm. monitoring. And that's pretty much my background. Awesome. I've known Nicole for a long time, and she is probably one of the best in the industry. So it's it's a pleasure to have you on the show. We are, you're welcome. We're in a really interesting state of, of mind, I guess, in, in the world, because we're all going through something that we've never gone through before with the coronavirus. And it's affecting and impacting all of our lives. So we are going to try to help out our colleagues a little bit and, and discuss the, the COVID-19 crisis and the private investigation industry and some things that people can do. So, uh, Nicole, maybe you want to start off with talking a little bit about the pandemic and kind of an overview, although it's been on the news, but we can add a little flavor to it. Absolutely. The entire world is affected by this. And, you know, there's now... an emerging concerted effort to stop the spread of the virus and obviously mitigate, you know, its effects. So a central part of this is really social distancing. So I don't know how many of y'all are cooped up in your homes, but um, I'm here, my husband, my six-year-old, we're all in this happy little house together. And I know most of you are. 
many states have already mandated that all non-essential businesses and workplaces shut down. And some have even issued shelter-in-place orders. So for us here in Virginia, our schools are actually closed throughout the rest of the year. So I don't know if you're all affected by that, but it's really something to think about. What are you going to do with your family for the rest of the school year? That's, that's, that's the big thing. Um, to, to couple that with how are you going to work from home and still do your day job while managing your family and your dogs and your cats and everyone else at home? So there's really no one answer to all of this. Obviously, everyone is at risk. What we do know is that it's extremely contagious and that people can carry it for 14 days without having any symptoms. So people take priority through this whole process. Yeah, this is definitely something with social distancing. Did you see where they set up for the homeless uh, who are sleeping outside that they're supposed to sleep like 10 feet apart and they actually painted lines like so they have squares on where they set up and sleep? Really crazy. That is crazy. I also saw something on social media where it was a cat looking at his family saying, when are you leaving? <laughs> the, cat, <laughs> the cat wanted its alone time. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I'm sure a lot of a lot of the pets are waiting for their families to, to leave so they can get some rest. All right. So I think, Nicole, you're going to continue talking about some unique impacts on the investigators and different issues versus the crisis, crises and so forth. Absolutely. You know, this is a crisis. Um, we always talk about crisis, how it differentiates between an issue. Uh, an issue is a business as usual, just but in, in full swing, it, it can be a little uncomfortable or overwhelming, but it's not unprecedented. And it just asks us to work harder at what we're already doing. But a crisis like we're in now usually stops business. It escalates kind of the chain of authority and it causes strategic measures that may not have already been in place it asks you to take, you know, kind of some additional steps, if you would. These measures being taken to mitigate the coronavirus uh, here within the U.S., um, while we live in a world of uncertainty, the reality is people matter, and obviously people are our priority. So the bad news with this crisis is that it's hitting small businesses like mine, like Jeff's, and like a lot of, a lot of us in the investigative industry that are self-employed. Um, there are expanded resources available for W-2 employees, um, for people that are self-employed. But the other bad news is because courthouses are largely closed to the public during this crisis, some cases are being rescheduled and the systems are moving. You know, one of the things we're going to talk about is you have to keep an open line of communication with your clients and with your attorneys to ensure that you know what they need and by when. So that's, that's pretty important. The good news is that this has provided investigators with expanded opportunities for leadership. So we are in a business of information gathering, fact-checking, and strategic consultation. So this is exactly what businesses, organizations, and individuals need at this time. Now, more than ever, you know, law enforcement capabilities may be limited to investigate a case, and there may be an opportunity for information to bridge over to the private sector and your company can bridge that gap. So that's really where we are with respect to the impact on investigators. Okay. You know, I, I just want to mention to everyone that 
outside of the United States, we're listened to in over 34 different countries on this podcast. And outside of the United States, the, the top three countries that listen are Russia, China, and Ireland. So I'd really, for any of the listeners in, in any of the countries, I'd love for you to send me any email questions, comments, post something on Facebook. I'd really love to know, you know how you're dealing with this uh, in, in your particular countries. But it's really interesting how we're, we're listened to in so many different countries and with, with China being in, in the uh, top of the coronavirus scare. It'd be great to hear from some of you out there. So... Moving along, there's definitely some marketing opportunities that we all have. And for those of you in in the United States and and abroad where you can still provide investigative and or security services, now's the time to reach out to your clients and let them know that you're still operational. A lot of people assume that since the world is shutting down, so are you. So let them know that you're still working. And I'm going to just read a, an example letter that we send it to our clients. And you can, you know, copy or write down any of this information, go back. You can listen to this um, on, uh, on replay at any time. But dear client, thank you for, our, for your support and loyalty as we continue to navigate through uncharted territory that COVID-19 is causing throughout the world. The pandemic is affecting all our families, businesses, and communities. During this time, I want to let you know that our business is designed to handle circumstances like this to deliver the needed support you require. We are still providing investigative and security services in accordance with the state laws and social distancing recommendations. We can communicate remotely via phone, email, Zoom meetings, and other technological ways to keep us all safe. Let us know if there are traditional or additional opportunities for us to support your business amid the, um, amid the coronavirus crisis. Best regards, Jeff Stein. So these are some things um, that you can share with your clients. Feel free to tweak that. Uh, but th- there's things that we can do. We can continue working. Um, there's, there's action that we can take now, and there's action that we can take later. Some of the things that we can currently, that we currently can do are opportunities like security. Security is needed in many different venues, for example, retailers, food stores, liquor stores, and even closed locations to provide security from looters, vandalism, squatters, and fire watch details. In fact, on my way in this morning, I was listening to the news and and they were talking about they're actually organizing um, through um, social media different venue different retailers and stores to rob and to break into so this is a great time to reach out to those clients or potential clients and say hey we can help protect your premises while it's closed down as the world shelters in place that does not mean that we can't keep investigating there's there's new clients i know i picked up a few new clients this past week that need some due diligence on civil cases there's surveillance for cohab cases there's expert witness work and there's obviously new security details be creative offer welfare checks for for your clients you know for their families some clients can't reach their loved ones maybe their phones are down maybe they don't have um cell cell service you know reach out and say hey we can offer some welfare checks Workers' comp fraud, that didn't stop. So if you were in the middle of a workers' comp case, um, a product liability case, continue, keep going, because now's the time when the weather is nice. They're out there. People are, are quarantined. 
they're going stir crazy in their house. People are working on their yards, their gardens, cleaning up debris that, that fell down over the winter. So this is a great time to, to work on them. Obviously, make sure your client's good with that, but there's no reason for you to stop doing that. It's a great time to catch them in action. When all this clears up, there's also going to be a lot of work that needs to be caught up on for people that did shut down, um, whether it's your clients, your businesses, the attorneys. So there's going to be a lot of new work that will be created from all the scams, the fraud, and of course, having facilities taking a, a new look at what their emergency procedures are like. It's a great time to begin working on your security consult- consulting skills and, and expert witness work. There's just a, a lot of different things that we can do. So I would recommend that don't just just roll over and say, you know, we're not doing anything. Those are things you can do from a work perspective. Then there's other things you can do if, if you do have downtime where you can work on yourself, work on your marketing. So take action with that. Business cards, brochures, white papers, giveaways, swag, pens, mouse, mouse pads, keychains, hand sanitizers. It's a great time to order hand sanitizers. Everybody's going to want them. Get your name out there. How's your website? How's your search engine optimization? Are you advertising? Are you writing articles? These are things that you can all work on now. Uh, it's, it's a great time to refresh if you have things that have been sitting on the shelf for 10 years. Did you change your phone number, change your office address? Work on updating that information. You know, there's, there's maybe some of the giveaways that you gave away 10 years ago aren't desirable now. Work on getting some new stuff. And then work on, do you have the capabilities, I guess I should say, do you have the capabilities of designing a new logo or a new look to things? I like to use Fiverr. And and Fiverr is a broker for freelance services offered by different people around the world. From They, they do everything from website designs, graphic designs, logos, business cards, you name it, there's someone willing to do something for you at a less cost than most brick and mortar companies. So research them. They're online. You, you go just, just online. You communicate with them. Tell them what you want. Give them your ideas. Tell them how much you want to spend. You can search. Um, the list is endless there. I, I also like to use local businesses when I can, especially for my printing needs. But not all the, the, the printers may be open now. So you may need to look at some other options um, like Vistaprint and some of the other online presences. Great time to get caught up on what's going on in the industry, listening to uh, podcasts, webinars, read the, in, um, our, the industry magazines, PI Magazine and Pursuit Magazine. Uh, Pursuit Magazine is just online. PI Magazine has an online version and a hard copy. And PI Magazine also, for our listeners, and I've mentioned this before, they have a, a magazine for, um, for the everyday citizen uh, called, um, what is it, The uh, Unsolved, I believe. Lastly, and I'll I'll say this for for the private investigators who are listening, but for anybody who's listening, it's a great time to review your insurance policy, whether it's your your business policy, your homeowner's insurance, your car insurance. Now's a great time. Make sure you're protected. Make sure you have what you need that protects you and your family. These are, you know, good times to get caught up on those things. With that being said, we are going to transition into... Jeff, before we, 
Before yeah, we transition, I just want to make a comment. Those are, those are all great tips, obviously. And, you know, the one additional thing that I might recommend is that if you're due for your continuing education, for your license, your registration, now's a good time to do it. There's a lot of free webinars, like Jeff had mentioned, that are out there. Um, look to your state associations. Look to some national organizations. But you may want to consider, um, you know, checking your deadlines on your registrations and going out and getting some additional certifications. That's a great point, especially with the CEUs. All right, let's um, let's move along and talk about the five-step crisis readiness framework for businesses. Absolutely. So, you know, I believe that there's five steps that are crisis readiness for any type of business that's out there. So, um, a crisis is a situation that halts business as usual and forces uh, to you to make a swift decision. So take immediate action and obviously to find creative solutions to meet your client's expectations while doing right by yourself and your employees. So if you can pull this off, you can stand to strengthen your business and position yourself in a leadership role and information authority, right? That's what you want to do. You want to be the go-to person in a situation. So some of the things that we look at um, through, a, through our five-step crisis readiness framework, if you would, is the most important thing to us is really anticipation. The goal here is not to overreact, but to overanticipate. You know, most of the time we say that people are reactive, not proactive. But in this scenario, I really want you to think, I want you to anticipate what's coming down the line. Where is your business going to be in three, six, nine, and 12 months? So identify every potential risk associated with the COVID-19 crisis and the impact it could have in your business. Identify your short-term, long-term, and medium-term impacts and all aspects of it. So this would include like your operations, your relationships, your reputation, your economic viability, and, and there's so much more. Identify what your clients and your associates expect of you in a time of crisis. Think about their needs. Think about your needs, any fears or demands. This is a scary time for all of us. No one knows all of the answers on how this will end, right? But we do know that there's uncertainty. So understanding what the people you serve are going through helps to identify what they can expect of you. So that's the whole anticipation. I really believe step two is to mitigate. How are you going to mitigate this? Well, this is obviously the power to prevent. This is a step that you take to address things that you still have control over in a crisis. This means having your business continuity plan. What happens if you die tomorrow? What happens to your business? Who notifies your your clients and your contacts? Who reaches out to all of your vendors? In this case, it means you and your employees should be able to also work at home. Thankfully, the PI industry is very compatible with the work-at-home structure. So, as long as you can keep your communications confidential, you have a secure server that you're working with, um, employees should be able to work from home. This is a good time to make sure that everyone is well-versed in kind of conducting online investigations, maybe learning a new skill set, taking a course on photography. It might not be photography for investigative purposes. Maybe it's photography for nature or for something else. Will you face potential legal risks? Will you be able to get everything you need from individuals, from businesses, from agencies? 
someone emails me and says they need court records from Virginia, will I be able to get them to them in a timely manner? What's their deadline? What's their level of expectation in me? Always make yourself available for your business relationships, your employees and your coworkers and your clients. You know, how you communicate with them is so important. People are depending on each other more than ever. And timely communication goes a long way towards strengthening your business reputation and strengthening those relationships. When people know you're available and responsive, they obviously know you care. So you don't want to be the one that's going to drop the ball. Step three is to prepare. Um, While the mitigation step was in regards to what you can control in a crisis, the step of preparation is for what you cannot control. So I am a very controlling person. I like to control what those next couple steps are. When I get in that uncertainty zone of, well, I can't necessarily control that, um, I know that this step requires effective communications and actions. The longer you take to respond, the more you lose control over it. So the key is to have a crisis plan in place and understand when the threshold has been crossed between an issue and a crisis. Of course, COVID-19, this is really a crisis. People are sheltering in place. So it's the perfect time to put your crisis plan in place, whether it be from your family perspective or your business perspective. This means establishing clear governance and defining the roles and responsibilities. Who is responsible for making and implementing drastic decisions? You know, I'm a one-man owner of my business, so I'm the one that makes the decision. My employees look to me for leadership. Now, they also make their decisions on their respective cases and kind of the role that they play in their, you know, engagements that they're working on. But really, when the buck stops with me. So I take an opportunity to brainstorm with them, brainstorm to make sure we're doing the best thing we can to serve our clients. We try, try to identify that unpreventable risk to our business. We, you know, make a list of clients. We make sure, like Jeff said, you reach out to them. You know their business. You need to make sure that you know what's going on. Step four in our process is implementation. So to implement this, this is the step where directives from step two and three are put into action. Clear roles and responsibilities are established along with a timeline of implementation. We need to make sure that everyone on your team understands their roles and responsibilities. Timelines are there to be met, not to be broken. So communication and action must occur simultaneously in a crisis to be effective. And then step five, you can kind of just sit back and watch everyone go to work. You're going to monitor um, the situation on a local, state, national, and global level, right? You're going to watch for examples of solutions. What may work for one small business might not work for another. But if you take some of those principles and you properly implement them, you may be okay. For example, a rash of fake cures has broken out across the Internet and hoax messages add gas to the fire and have cropped up all across the country. Be the authority that comes out on Facebook and says, stop answering those questions. Stop responding to these fake messages. Do not click on links on social media unless you know where it's from. As the situation changes, your business will have to adapt. And by following these five steps, with the goals of strengthening your business, your reputation, and your relationships, you will be able to rise to the occasion and come out stronger than ever. Repeat them daily. That's my that's my message, Jeff, on the five steps there. I think they're they're great advice, but 
I want to echo or, or say one thing. Nicole said the buck stops with Nicole. The buck does stop with Nicole. We're going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. ELPS Private Detective Agency is here to provide you with security and investigative services. Our specialties include criminal defense, surveillance, security consulting, loss prevention investigations, and more. ELPS Private Detective Agency is a dynamic team of professionals with over 30 years of experience. No case is too small, too large, or too difficult. We're licensed, bonded, and insured. Visit ELPSPDA.com on the web or call us at 877-SEE-THAT. ELPS Private Detective Agency. Fighting theft, fraud, and crime, one case at a time. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? To reach Jeff Stein or his guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can send an email to jstein at elpspda.com. Now, back to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? Welcome back with Nicole Gray and I. We are going over the COVID-19 situation. So continuing along from where we left off, Nicole, how would you recommend strengthening relationships during this time? That's That's a great question. So as situations evolve, you know, always be on the lookout for opportunities to connect, whether it be with your employees or associates or clients. You know, a virtual happy hour, for example, would be a lot of fun. This is the perfect opportunity to create a crisis-ready business for the situation and obviously for the, the future. So let your clients know that you're available to be in the room to help them make these hard decisions because your clients have never handled this either, right? They've never been in this crisis situation for the COVID. This is when the world needs us to help them see the 360-degree view of the situation and make sure that the information they have to work off of is in fact true. So you can establish the best channels of real-time communication with your clients and associates. You know, be available, be responsive. That all shows them that you care. Meet their expectations when possible and manage the ones that you can't with compassion and communications. Like, I can't do that because my dog has to get walked at 3 o'clock or whatever it is. Be honest about it. You know, we're all adjusting to this new life. I said earlier that I teach at a college and it's an online class that I teach forensic accounting and it, yes, it's an online class. So everyone always does things remotely. So everyone's like, well, nothing's changed. A lot has changed in the online classroom environment because now my students are now teleworking. So their daily routine has been adjusted. So we're all kind of adapting to this. So during the COVID-19 crisis, you can focus on these issues, but this also sets the stage for you to be able to provide factual and useful information to your clients. Let them know that you're available to research, to fact check, to strategic consult, whatever it is you want to do. 
obviously make sure that your staff knows um, the situation is currently changing and no one really knows all the answers. So um, you can't say, you know, I can get that done tomorrow if you really don't believe you can. So it's not something that you want to give an absolute 100% on, that's all. Good, good information. Definitely good advice. While we are in this um, quarantine or um, shelter in place, stay at home, this is, this is the time not to waste time, right? So if you're not working, if you're not working on your marketing material, your promotional materials, your um, working out, riding the bike, walking the dog, whatever, spending fam- family time, is when you want to work on self-promoting, self-promoting yourself and self-improvement. And there's a lot of different things you can do, like conduct a webinar, write a white paper, write an article, start writing a book, revise your business plan or your business model. And I mentioned earlier some of the trade magazines. They're always looking for guest writers to, um, to author an article. If you have free time, Definitely now is the time to work on self-promoting and self-improvement. If you want to lay around and sulk or think that people are going to come knocking, don't fool yourself. The people that are busy have been doing these things all along. It's nothing new to them. Writing an article is not going to help promote your business for next week, but it will in the future. These things are not quick fixes, but if you have not done any of these activities in the past, now is the time to start. While you have the time. Like I said, PI Magazine is always looking for people to write articles, and they also have the other magazine for the regular citizens. There are things that you can do to to, uh, help educate yourself by listening to different webinars, as Nicole mentioned earlier, especially if you need CEUs, online classes, read professional educational books on our industry. There's a lot of them out there. Online certifications, and and there's a bunch of good programs and and different online certifications. One, uh, the Worldwide uh, Association, IntelNet, is the gatekeeper to the Board Accredited Investigator Certification Program. NALI administers the Certified Legal Investigator Program. These are two great certifications that you can review. Uh, Continuing education keeps you sharp and up to date with industry trends and laws. So don't, you know, don't just play dead. Keep, keep, keep learning. We want to, you want to, we all want to um, have goals, have plans, and obviously that leads to being successful. So it's imperative you set revised organizational goals that are planned for the long term that will lead your business accordingly. Consider revisiting your organizational vision and mission. Is survival your new strategic goal? Is retooling your new purpose? As investigators in the industry, that's our that's our niche. That's our our claim to fame. Right? Is that we can um, investigate any case, solve a murder, solve a crime, figure out who did what, figure out who didn't do it. But what you need to keep in mind is that you are a business person first. So we're in uncharted waters that we've never been in before. 
We can only learn from our mistakes and the success of others. Take your time now to educate and reshape what you need to to be successful. And I'm going to assume that you all, for the investigators there, and as the, for the investigators who are listening, have an expertise in something along the lines of investigations and/or security, expert witness work, executive protection, process serving, etc. However, this is where you have to stand back and look in the mirror and tell yourself you're a business person first and your specialty is second. Without your business, your plan, your goals, money in the bank, all that is just a wish. It's a dream. So make sure you're working on your business plan. Revise it as needed. Google business plans. There's lots of things online that can help you. So I would encourage you to understand where you need to be, uh, and, and how to get there. Next up, we're going to, Nicole's going to talk a little bit about the nature of the current legal system. That's right. And I agree with everything you just said, Jeff, because you have to put your business first. I mean, that's what you do. Some people have retirements that they live off of and start investigative firms as a second business. But some of us, this is our career. This is our career path and the career that we've chosen. So we really have to give our all to it. Um, you know, briefly about the, the legal system, the thing you need to know is things may not be going the way it used to go. So many states have closed the courthouses to the public. Um, the situation surrounding this is constantly changing. So it's essential to know kind of what's going on with the legal system. Um, cases are being rescheduled and no one knows how long the courts may be closed for. But e-file is open, right? So these attorneys are still using e-filing, but you may not be able to obtain records. So you really have to, to know that. Um, you know, the one other thing, Jeff, that I kind of wanted to mention when they work from home is, you know, make sure that you set up a, a place for yourself um, where your conversations are confidential, where it won't be overheard by others in the house. Um, if there is an issue, you know, implement a plan that allows certain of your employees to work from the office while maintaining social distancing if your office is open or if you can open your office. Um, make sure that all the surfaces are wiped down, you're disinfecting the doors, and there's hand sanitizer everywhere. I mean, these are things you should know if your office is open. We recommend using stuff like Google Zoom and, or Zoom and Google Hangouts um, to allow face-to-face meetings, which is obviously essential. Um, everyone always says that they're wearing, you know, a, a nice blouse on top or and pajama pants or shorts on the bottom. So that always cracks me up. But you need to take advantage kind of of the tools that we have out there. It's really important that you open up your mind and know that it takes time to make sure your team is trained. So you want to give everyone a little lead time and kind of pumping up for this. I agree. I just want to backtrack real quick and then go back to the home stuff is, as you are working on your things, as far as legal issues, a lot of things are taking a lot longer. So keep that in mind. You know, currently we are working on um, doing background checks. I mean, there are still some companies that are hiring, but some of the some of the processes and some of the things that you need um, to search these records are taking longer. The people who are getting you the information because the courts are closed or they have limited hours, even even the insurance industry, and especially when you're dealing with any of the state agencies, they are at skeleton crews. So things are going to take longer to get. And just 
keep that in mind. Before we take a, a, another commercial break, I just want to go over a couple other things with working from home. You know, as Nicole said, make sure you have a dedicated workspace with the needed equipment. Use a, a separate phone number. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that you don't have a home phone that you're using as your office phone. Uh, if you have a cell phone, there, there's lots of different options out there that you can get for virtual phones, virtual assistants, but have a plan. And as you're working every day, go in as, as you're in the office, be organized, take a break, stop for lunch, avoid the home distractions, you know, no TV. One of, one of my biggest challenges for me when I work from home is when you're watching the news channels and, you know, all of a sudden you, you just, you're following all the, the COVID-19 and, you know, you get, you get taken, taken, um, distracted, I guess. And, you know, next thing you know, you're watching TV for two hours. So know your distra- distractions, set your parameters, reach out to colleagues, say, hi, how you doing? You know, maybe they have work for you. Maybe they're in the same situation. Talk to them, check in on your staff. How are they doing? Look for the training opportunities that we mentioned. Meet with clients, and you can meet with clients. Uh, Nicole mentioned a few different ways you can do that. But obviously, conference calls, FaceTime, Skype, Zoom. Be positive. And end your workday as if you were leaving the office. You know, if it's going to be 9 to 5. Now, granted, in our profession, in our industry, we're working all hours, crazy hours, 24-7. But sometimes you, you really need to know when to, when to take a break. Um, speaking of breaks, why don't we take a quick commercial break now and we'll be back with you in two minutes. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. ELPS Private Detective Agency is here to provide you with security and investigative services. Our specialties include criminal defense, surveillance, security consulting, loss prevention investigations, and more. ELPS Private Detective Agency is a dynamic team of professionals with over 30 years of experience. No case is too small, too large, or too difficult. We're licensed, bonded, and insured. Visit ELPSPDA.com on the web or call us at 877-SEE-THAT. ELPS Private Detective Agency. Fighting theft, fraud, and crime, one case at a time. PI Magazine is the most respected magazine of the professional investigator, featuring stories and articles on current topics and issues written by professional investigators and leading experts in the profession. Real equipment reviews from top surveillance investigators with years of experience. PI Magazine offers investigative tips and practical advice for the newly licensed to the seasoned veteran investigator. Catch up on recommended sources, vendors, and professional services. Don't miss a single issue of PI Magazine. Subscribe today at PIMagazine.com. There are many people who claim to be dog experts, yet they don't really provide a connection between dog owners and their best friend. This is where the BS stops. Listen for Taming the Wild and Your Dog with expert author and nationally recognized dog trainer Brian Bailey. Each show has experts, professional trainers, and veterinarians to give you the right answers. Listen for the safety and well-being of your dog. Listen every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to is there really truth and justice for all to reach jeff stein or his guest today please call in to 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or you can send an email to jstein at elpspda.com now back to is there really truth and justice for all welcome back Welcome to Nicole Gray's show for the day because she's in charge. So, Nicole, I'm going to turn it over to you when due process calls. What do you do? Yeah, so this is always, you know, something I always like to tell people and remind people of because sometimes we all need this little reminder. But um, not all work can be done at home, obviously. And one of these things is serving court papers. So let your clients know that all due process will continue to be completed on time on your end. Like if you are a process server, you're an investigator that does serve process, um, even though the court system has slowed down, you may still have a job to do. So serving documents means breaking that social distance. Uh, As the COVID-19 situation evolves, we may not be able to continue to carry out this service, but as of right now, we can. You know, has your state had a stay-at-home order put in place, and is there an ex- exemption for investigators or for um, process servers as essential personnel? So does your state have that exemption in there? So there are safety measures that you obviously want to take. Make sure that you're healthy. You know, keep a small bottle of hand sanitizer with you to use before and after the service. You know, you can wear gloves, whether it be rubber gloves, if you want to cover your mouth or not cover your mouth, I mean, that's all up to you. The, the one recommendation that I do have is please do not cough in, in someone's face as you're serving a summons on them because obviously that would really be frowned upon. But um, the good news is everyone's home now. So the bad news is everyone may not want to open the door. So it may take a little longer for you to, to serve them. So... If you're sick, stay home. Don't go out and try to serve process. But if you do, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I I think we're going to transition to what a lot of people want to hear about is what can they do? What are the options if they're not working, if they're not making money? How can they get loans um, what money is available, what funds, what programs are out there to help offset, you know, what's going on with the COVID-19. And I think you have some resources available that you can share with the listeners. Absolutely. So there's really three things that we're going to look at today. Is One is from a perspective of you as a W-2 employee and you as an owner of the W-2 employee that has W-2 employees, I should say. Um, you don't necessarily own them, but you know what I mean. Um, second is going to be as an independent person, as independent contractor or sole proprietor. And then third, we're going to look at other benefits to you and things that you can kind of touch on. So U.S. government is providing expanded unemployment benefits to W-2 workers who have been laid off due to the COVID-19. 
crisis. Um, if your business has been closed or your hours have been reduced significantly, the week-long wait time to begin to receive unemployment insurance under these circumstances has been waived. So you no longer have to wait a week to collect unemployment. Now, the downside is trying to get in touch with your state unemployment office because I hear that it's really difficult to kind of reach out to them at this time. So just have a lot of patience in this process. Um, the Family First Coronavirus Response Act also offers unemployment benefits relief to parents who have to stay home with their children due to the COVID-19-related school closures, to caregivers who must take care of someone infected with COVID-19, and those who must self-quarantine from being diagnosed with COVID-19 or living with someone who has. So companies that pay their employees PTO have taken time off due to the COVID-19 can apply to be reimbursed in the form of a payroll tax credit. So that's for the business, right? If your employer is still paying you your, your PTO or your sick days, then they can apply and it will be granted to them in the form of a payroll tax credit. Information about COVID-19 crisis specific to unemployment, you know, can be found on the Department of Labor's website. And that's just dol.gov forward slash coronavirus. The details of unemployment Eligibility vary from state to state, and the complete information regarding that would be available at www.careeronestop.org. So it's careeronestop.org is where you would find information on the unemployment eligibility. It's a great, kind of a great resource for that. While this is good news for those of us who work as employees, this is not great news for several of us in the PI industry that are self-employed or work as independent contractors or own small businesses. Um, March 27th, just last week of 2020, the U.S. Congress passed and the president signed the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act, known as CARES, C-A-R-E-S Act. And there are multiple parts of that that we're going to touch on. The first one, um, and I'm going to caveat all of this by saying neither Jeff nor I or this show can offer legal or accounting advice. So all of this research is just research that we've developed that we want to share with y'all to kind of um, make you in the know, right? So we're, we're putting it out there for you, but we are not tax experts and we all recommend that you go to your CPA for, um, for your personal questions. And we're also getting, there's a lot of webinars coming up on it by U.S. Chamber of Commerce and some others, so we'll give you that as well. But your 401k, this, under the CARES Act, the 401k withdrawal penalties are waived. Uh, one provision lets investors of any age take out as much as $100,000 from their retirement account this year without paying an early withdrawal penalty. So if the money, as long as the money is put back in the account within three years, so Typically, there's a $50,000 cap on the money that one can withdraw from their 401k. That cap has been raised to $100,000, and you can withdraw it without a penalty, but you have to pay yourself back. You have to contribute the money back to your 401k at a later time. Secondly, um, this legislation expands the Small Business Administration's authority to make loans to small businesses, whether you're an independent contractor whether it's your employee stock ownership plan or your sole proprietors, they're actually putting $300 billion for small business association loans. So 
Um, the way this works is the loans are designed to cover two and a half months of payroll for your employees. And that excludes any employee that makes over $100,000 a year. So if you're, you have 10 employees and five of them make over $100,000 a year, obviously you have to exclude them from this process. Um, most businesses can include cash tips, any time off, their health insurance premiums. Um, these are all business expenses, payroll tax, severance pay, your rent, your mortgage, your utilities, all expenses for the business. Um, these costs are actually going to be retroactive back to February 15th. So if you were impacted by the Corona-19 outbreak, you can go back to February 15th of this year and use those costs in calculating your expenses. So that's really something to think about. Um, the, goal, the goal of these, this loan, right, this grant, is to retain workers. So those who apply for this grant must make a good faith certification that the funds will be available at this end, that they're going to be used for that purpose. So um, there's two things we're going to talk about now. One is going to be a loan and one is going to be a grant. Um, similar to the disaster loans that come out for like hurricanes and, and um, as such, the small business disaster loan, it'll take some time to get to you. It's a loan you could apply for um, that will be backed by the federal government. Um, if you apply online, and we're going to give you the website, it's covid19relief.sba.gov. Um, what's going to happen is you will fill out this information. You will put in your annual revenue and annual expenses, and that's going from through January 31st of 2020. So it's not relying on your, you know, annual calendar year. It's through January 31st of 2020. But some of the things you want to remember is that you will, in short, be advanced $10,000 right away. So the $10,000 advance will come, they say, within three days of you inputting this information. Now, I've heard conflicting information here, so I kind of don't know how to had to tell you this. Either you're going to then get a loan for, like I said, two and a half times your payroll expense and whatever other expenses you have, and then that $10,000 may be reduced from the loan, which may be forgiven. But again, we're not experts in that area. The advice that I have is that if you fill out the COVID response um, website, go to the COVID response website, Fill out the information. A business, you have to have your EIN number, um, will be given $10,000. But keep in mind, all these regulations are changing, right? So they're changing quite rapidly. Um, it's supposed to be an advance, but we don't necessarily know how much you're going to ask for, right? You don't know what your annual revenue is or what you're going to need. So you've got to make sure you're thinking about all that information. The second part of this is the... Paycheck Protection Program, right? So here, um, actually, well, no, I just confused that, didn't I? So I, I just I was talking about the, pay, the Paycheck Protection Program and the 2.5%, so I apologize for confusing both of them because now I'm confusing myself. Um, <laughs> the bottom line is 
businesses with under 500 employees that were operational on February 15th of 2020 with paid employees and payroll tax impacted by COVID-19 are eligible. That's it. This also applies for nonprofits. The, there's a difference, obviously, between the pay, Paycheck Protection Program and the SBA disaster loan. The SBA disaster loan will be the $10,000 that you apply for that will be forgiven. The Paycheck Protection Loan Program is what you actually apply for at your local bank. That is not what you apply for at the SBA website. That is, will be SBA-backed, but it's not, you're not applying for it through the SBA. Did I clarify that better, Jeff? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, You know, some of the other things I want to just mention briefly is that The private sector is also beginning to step up to offer grants. You have GoFundMe, Yelp, QuickBooks have all teamed up with small business relief initiatives. Um, While these programs kind of are out there, businesses are able to create GoFundMe campaigns for free. And Facebook is also rolling out some small business grants that they're looking at. So the company says that they'll roll out $100 million in cash grants up to 30,000 businesses. So that's really something to think about. You know, due to this whole break, um, the other thing we just want you to know briefly is that your federal tax deadline has been pushed back to July of 2020. That's for federal taxes. But you still need to check your state taxes because your state deadline may not have been pushed back. So if you can always obviously apply for an extension, but you want to make sure that you're following your state laws. Any clarification on that, Jeff? No, I think you covered that pretty well. It's bottom line is there there's money out there that the government's trying to assist small businesses and they're offering some money right away for some advances and then there's some loans and some of that money they they claim can be forgiven if it's used for payroll and um, rent and mortgage for your if you own your business um, property and whatnot. So there's opportunities. You just we provided you with the websites to go to, um, the overall uh, review of you know what we what we were able to figure out. But it's up to you as um, business owners to go out and do your homework and see what you can do. But I, I think there's opportunities there for everyone to uh, stay afloat for the next few months. There are, and I just think you know, kind of in closing the. The COVID crisis will impact your business one way or another. Um, as investigators, we're uniquely situated for flexibility and, and lend authority and leadership to these uncertain situations. So you can take advantage of them. Let's strengthen your business, strengthen your relationships, get you some money to help during this time, uh, keep your employees working and your clients happy, um, and also take into consideration your clients may not be paying you as quickly as they were. That's also something to think about because they, they may not be working as they should have been. Um, make use of these relief assistance resources. I mean, that's the best way to do it, but see how they can fit into your short-term, medium-term, and long-term impact on your business. Don't be afraid to make decisions today knowing that they'll likely change tomorrow. The longer you wait, the more control you'll lose, um, and then you'll lose credibility. So establish your communications, Practice those five steps, right, of the crisis-ready framework that we talked about, and and basically just please stay healthy. <laughs> That's my closing. Awesome. Stay healthy. 
Nicole, as we are worried uh, about having enough content for this full hour, we are done. We're out of time. Thank you so much for going over all this with everyone. I really appreciate you being on the show. For our listeners, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen as we continue to increase our listener base. We appreciate, appreciate your positive reviews. Stay safe, everyone, and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? We can be heard Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please join host Jeff Stein for another edition of the program next week. 